Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you're returning because you found value before, I'm so glad you're back. And if you're new and you've just found me, I'm so glad you did. Tonight, we're going to be talking about something so important, and I'm asked about it so frequently. So we're going to be talking about how to finally believe a hijackal doesn't love you. And I'm going to give you 16 clear ways that they show that they don't. I know it's a tough subject. You want to believe that you're loved. You want to believe they have love to give you. You really, really hope that's the case. You may have made yourself into a doormat or a pretzel or done whatever you needed to do and overcompensated, overaccommodated, overcompromised, whatever you needed to do in order to endeavor to get some equity, some equality, reciprocity, and mutuality into your relationship. But it's not there for you if you happen to be with a hijackal. Now, for those who are new, a hijackal is a person who hijacks a relationship for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenges that relationship for power, status, and control. I trademarked the term hijackles so that we wouldn't be playing armchair psychologists. We wouldn't be endeavoring to diagnose people, but we would have a way to talk about the patterns, traits, cycles, behaviors, um, and know that these traits exist and that they do produce predictable results in the relationship. So we want to talk about that. If you know that you um, enjoy this podcast and you'd like to support it to make sure that everyone in the world can enjoy it, and we're in 91 countries now, so I'm very, very happy to tell you that. But you can support it with a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, one time or monthly by going to patreon.com slash save your sanity, patreon.com slash Save Your Sanity. And you know you can always find me at forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R, relationship, H-E-L-P.com. And if you're sitting there saying, I already know I need help, you can go to my one-time new client offer at beaclient.com, beaclient.com. So let's talk about this big topic of how to finally allow yourself to believe, to see that the hijackal doesn't have love to give you. And if they did, you know very well they would withhold it from you, right? Because that's what they do. So you have this big love bombing experience, and they're very passionate in the love bombing. They convince you that you're everything they ever wanted and more, that things are perfect. They're in a big rush, sweep you off your feet, get you into a relationship, live together, marry, 
get pregnant together, whatever it is. Remember, there are equal numbers of male and female hijackles, so we're not talking about one gender or the other here. And then that passion that was there in the beginning turns into their only passion they have is getting everything their own way. Woo. Now, first off, if you recognize that that's the truth, then you readily see that if they are passionate about getting everything their own way, they are not passionate about you having anything your way. And that is not going to contribute to those three must-haves of a healthy relationship I just mentioned, equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, because they need to win. And if they need to win, that means you must lose. And love is not found where there are winners and losers. It just negates the whole thing. So they don't really have love to give you. They have uses for you to support them, to help them get their way, to validate them, to allow them to feel larger and have more space. All of those things are there. And so they don't really have love to give you. Everything turns into a transaction. Have you noticed that? Very, very transactional. Everything becomes a transaction that they are endeavoring to win, a negotiation that they know they must win. And if they don't negotiate, they will demand and control and manipulate and deceive and lie straight up, let alone a little elegant deception, they will lie straight up. And I've done episodes on pathological liars. Now, not all pathological liars are narcissists, but pathological lying is a big, big hallmark of hijackals. So we want to notice those things. Now, I don't really want to blow any bubbles here, or, or burst any bubbles, rather, but it's really important to allow yourself to just have the space for this episode to say, okay, let me just entertain the idea. I'm going to give you 16 ways, clear ways, that a hijackal shows you they don't love you. And I hope you'll give yourself the opening to listen to this and to recognize, oh, there's that, and there's that, and there's that, and there's that. And even though I really want to believe they love me, I now can clearly see they don't. And that's why I decided to do this topic tonight, because you can go for years hoping that that person loves you, wanting to believe what they did in the beginning was the real person. You've heard me speak about that before. No, the real person is the nastiness you're facing right now. That's the real person. That pretend person, that passionate person from way back there in the relationship, that person was a facade. That was a chameleon endeavoring to do the gotcha to get you into their lair and, and, and just capture you so that they could then slowly or in some cases very quickly take power over you. So we don't like that. So I just want to start, put in your mind, my particular and personal definition of emotional abuse. It's when someone is controlling another person by criticizing, embarrassing, shaming, blaming, discounting, dismissing, depriving, or denying 
their rights, needs, wants, thoughts, feelings, and equality. Okay, that is emotional abuse in a nutshell, a very large nutshell, I grant you, but it is that. Emotional abuse occurs when one person is endeavoring to control another by criticizing, embarrassing, shaming, blaming, discounting, dismissing, depriving, denying the rights of the other person, their needs, their wants, their thoughts, their feelings, and the opportunity for equality in the relationship. So very important to know. So let's look at these 16 things because... You may, you may not even recognize them because you're so worn down and torn down, really. So people who love you behave one way. People who don't love you, who want to have control over you, behave in another. So let's clarify all this. So number one, that number one must have in a healthy relationship is equality. And what happens when you're in a relationship with a hijackal is they don't realize that in every relationship, there are two me's and one we. And sometimes one me has the attention, sometimes the other me, and sometimes the we has to have the attention. And maybe neither person gets totally what they want, but they negotiate, they collaborate, they cooperate because it's in the best interest of the we. And that demonstrates love. But when you're with a hijackal, they won't do that right? It's all about their me and not about your me or the we. And so it's very important as the number one way to clearly see that they really don't love you is that they will not understand that there are two me's and a we and all three of those entities get equal time, equal attention, equal amounts of what they need and want. And that's what's in the best interest of the relationship and that you can negotiate those pieces easily by communication. Now, the second thing is that they see your point of view as well as theirs if they love you because they're curious about you. They're interested in what you're thinking and feeling and needing and wanting and they want to know so they can see how that we can get the best fit for both of us. But you don't find that with a hijackal, do you? They're not interested in seeing your point of view as well as their own. In fact, they're bothered that you even have a point of view or a request or heaven you, that you find fault or uh, say something is not good about the way they're behaving. So they do not have that ability to love you, to see your point of view as well as their own. And that causes all kinds of clashes when you're with a hijackal. And I know because you're listening to this that you well know that. But that is clearly not love if they're not interested in who you are as a person and how you see the world. It's all about them.com, not about you at all. And sure, they'll throw in a little love bombing every now and again to get their way. But it's not going to be equitable. And they're not going to be interested in your point of view unless it agrees with theirs because they have you in their life to validate them, not for you to be validated. Okay, here's another. That mutuality thing, they see, if they love you, what's in 
your best interest and want that for you. They know what's in your best interest. You've discussed it, and they want you to have that. And they're willing to work with you to make that happen. You know, and and maybe a simple example would help. Like maybe you're in a relationship with someone, maybe even married to them, and you find that one person really doesn't want children and the other really does. So it's in the best interest of the person who wants children to be set free and go off and find a person who wants them. And that is operating in the best interest. But you won't find that in a hijackal relationship. That loving, caring about what's in your best interest. So if you don't have it in your relationship, and you know you're in a relationship with a hijackal, then you have to realize that that's a hallmark of love, and they're unwilling to give it to you. So a clear way that they don't really love you. Here's another. Most days, they show you that they love you. (laughs) They are affectionate. They give you attention. They give you time. Maybe they bring a gift, a little card tucked in somewhere. They, They have words of appreciation like the love languages talk about. They do things for you. They may even do things for you without ever being requested to do so. And love shows up like that. Does it work like that with a hijackal? Oh, no, 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 no. You have to fight for every moment and plead, beg. And then they do the silent treatment just to let you know that I could just turn off at any time. I can withhold my time, attention, even my words. I won't even make eye contact with you because I need to have power over you. And I need to have you understand who has the power here. And that's the kind of thing that happens so clearly. That's not loving behavior. Clearly, they are not offering love to you when they behave that way. So another way, they demonstrate that they respect you if they love you. You know, when I wrote, uh, Kaizen for Couples, safe, uh, Steps to Save, Sustain, and Strengthen Your Relationship. I put in there the five relational gifts you have to have within yourself in order to give to another. And what are they? They're honesty, safety, trust, respect, and reliability. Honesty, safety, trust, respect, and reliability. And they're all there in the book. Now, if you don't have those gifts to give, and if you're not receiving those gifts of honesty, safety, trust, respect, and reliability, there is no expression of love there. So are hijackals honest? Are hijackals respectful? Do you feel safe around them? Do you trust them? Are they reliable? Well, most people would say, sometimes but not usually. And that's where it falls apart. They are not demonstrating love for you if they do not respect you, are honest, that you feel safe around them, you can trust them, and they are reliable. Okay, we're painting a picture. 
Is it beginning to make sense to you that these are ways that love occurs and how they do not occur when you're in a relationship with a hijackal? Because I know you really want to believe that that person loves you because they said so, and they may still say so. But words don't matter unless actions back it up. And we're talking about the actions tonight, the actions that need to be there for you to accurately say this person loves me. So let's look at another one. There is that we've talked about equality and mutuality, so let's talk about reciprocity. They have your back. They walk beside you. You can count on them. There is that reciprocity. It's not a tit-for-tat. It's not a scoreboard. Nobody's keeping score. It's just, I know I can count on you. If I ask you to do something and you can do it, you will do it. I know that I would do the same for you. We'll rearrange our schedules for each other. We'll accommodate one another. You know, one time it's the movie you want to see. Next time it's the movie I want to see. The very simplistic terms, but you get the, the picture. So there is that reciprocity. And you can count on them. You can relax. Now there's two of us, not just one. There, there's a sharing of making things happen. There's a sharing of responsibility. There's a sharing of we'll do it together. You don't often find that in a hijackal relationship except in the love bombing phase because it's their way or the highway. Very uncomfortable. And you are the one who is doing most of the accommodating. You're doing most of the giving and they're doing most of the receiving and taking. That inequity demonstrates a lack of love. And yes, when when you're with a hijackal, you can get very good at justifying or rationalizing or making excuses for, and then you get into the enabling model and you start fixing things for them and solving their problems and excusing their behaviors. And worst of all, remember, I've told you my definition of enabling in last week's episode, I think. But what's most important in that definition of enabling is that you will take away the consequences for the poor choices of the other person. There are no consequences for it. So you enable them. And once you realize that they are really not behaving in any ways that can be recognized as love, you have to sit up and stop and say, I'm enabling this. I keep hearkening back to the the few moments or the beginning of the relationship when it was good. And I'm using that to justify all of this poor behavior that I'm seeing way more of than I saw good. And the longer you're with a hijackal, the more of the poor behavior you see. The more of that poor behavior you see, and the less like love it looks. So it's important to recognize that, really important to recognize that. So what's another way? People who love you are willing to compromise. They're willing to find a way that works for both of you. Hijackals aren't willing to find a way that works for both of you. They want to cajole you or prod you or demand that you do what works for them. 
That's never going to be a happy scenario, never, ever, ever. And you're always going to feel marginalized and pushed against the wall and dismissed and discounted. And that's not loving. So there you go. There's another clear sign. They are not willing to compromise. That's not loving. <clears throat> now, a loving person will go the extra mile for you and make an effort. Even if they're not good at it, they'll do it because they want to. They love you. But a hijacker won't go the extra mile for you. They'll tell you you can do it on your own. They'll tell you to hire somebody. They'll tell you you don't really need it. But they will not go the extra mile for you. And they won't even, in most cases, go the extra mile with you. Sadly, that's the reality of a relationship with a hijackal. And you may you may be counting like the five things that they've ever done wonderfully well, and you've got 160 things that they do on a daily basis that are not wonderful or well, and yet you keep saying, oh, but they did these five things. And you get that into your head, and your math is off. <laughs> You're just math poor in that moment, that five things will make up for 160 on a daily basis. Five one-time things will make up for 160 poor ones on a daily basis. Not loving, and they won't go the extra mile for you. Now, in a healthy relationship, you can trust each other. You don't have to have this I'm going to go through your phone when you're asleep business. You don't have to be wondering all the time what the other person is up to because you have had many demonstrations that you can trust one another and you do trust one another and you feel good about that. That's loving. But when you're in a relationship with a hijackal, mm -mm. no, we don't have trust. That's not what's going on. And you begin to recognize that they don't trust you. And you make all kinds of noises as to why they should. And even if you have never done anything wrong in your entire relationship, they still don't trust you. And that's projection. That's because they don't trust themselves and they're not trustworthy. So they turn it on you. I did a whole episode on blame shifting. If that's something you need to know more about, go and find that episode. You know, all the episodes are on my website. So if you've Re listening to this podcast from somewhere you like to get podcasts, but you'd like to find all the other episodes and read about them, you can go to fourrelationshiphelp.com and just click on the podcast tab and it's all there for you. But it's really important to understand this, this level of trust and how they turn things around on you. And that's called blame shifting. They do that a lot. So in a loving relationship, you trust each other. And if you have any questions about trusting, you can talk about it and you can talk things out and they're quite willing to do it. But in a hijacker relationship, they don't have that to offer. They're unwilling to offer that. They're suspicious of everything and everyone and they need to always be right. So that is a very unloving behavior, very unloving behavior. So if that's happening, you can know that there isn't love in the relationship you're thinking of. Now, if you're thinking of a parent rather than a partner, the same things happen. You know, I've said many times that I had two hijackal parents, and they, they treat you the same way. They don't trust you. 
They don't see your point of view. They're not interested in you. They don't respect you. They they don't show you any affection. They don't spend time with you. They're only interested in how you validate them, make them look good. The rest of the time, they just want you to agree with them. The same things happen. So I'm not just talking about hijackal partners. Many of these things also apply to hijackal parents. Um, maybe you have a hijackal sibling. Or you have a adult child who turned into a hijackal. Um, you need to know. You need to know what to expect because these are not loving relationships. As I said at the top of the episode, hijackals don't have much love to give you. They have lots of uses for you. So the whole time that we're talking tonight, I am endeavoring to show you what a loving relationship is and therefore what a hijackal relationship isn't. Very important. So one of the other features is this whole business of surveillance. And surveillance, yes, it goes to cameras and it goes to GPS trackers put on the bottom of your car and, and they've got trackers on your phone and all that kind of thing. But the surveillance I'm, I'm thinking of more is that need to know where you are at all times. What are you doing and with whom? And when will you be finished and when you will come back to serve my purposes? That kind of surveillance. Have you noticed that? that it is constant. They'll blow up your phone. Where are you? When are you coming home? It takes you 11 minutes to get home from work and it's 13 minutes since you left work. Where are you? I know you're up to no good. That constant surveillance. They want to see your phone. They want proof. They want to talk to people. They want you to stay home. They want to isolate you, keep you away from people. Oh, crazy making stuff. Loving people don't do that. This is the dysfunction of the hijackal. If they loved you, they would be happy that you're having a lovely time with your friends or your mother or out with your children. But instead, because it's not about them, they are going crazy with where are you? What are you doing? Why are you not serving my purposes at this moment? And how can I make you wrong? That's the kind of surveillance I'm talking about right now. And how many times do I have clients, and I have clients from all over the world, and you know, you can be one too by going to beaclient.com, but how many times do I hear this? You know, they called 48 times in an hour. They just call and call and call and call. They just refresh and refresh. And if I don't answer, when I get home, there is trouble. This kind of surveillance is not loving. In the beginning, it may feel like, oh, the person just wants to know where I am. Oh, isn't that sweet? They can't live without me. No, this is the beginning of surveillance. Be very, very aware of that, that that is not love. That is control. And see it so very, very clearly. Now, here's a big one. In loving relationships, you can talk about anything. You can bring up joys, you can bring up successes, you can bring up sorrows, you can bring up problems, issues, concerns, and the other person is interested and willing to talk to you. They're willing to engage in that conversation that goes back and forth like a really good ping pong game. And they're interested and you're interested and there's problem solving ability and good things are happening. It's all so good. 
But in a hijacker relationship? Oh, no. No, no. The first time that you hit the ping pong ball, they they take the ball in their hand and leave the court. You know, they are not going to play. They are going to have the ball. And they are not going to be communicating with you in an equal, mutual, or reciprocal way. Willingness to communicate and learn more and more about each other, be more and more curious about each other, um, deepens the emotional intimacy. Hijackles have no interest in emotional intimacy, and that does not lead to love. It's a big one. So just a few more, four more. Okay, what else goes on? In a loving relationship, boundaries are expressed and respected. But in a relationship with a hijackle, how dare you set a boundary? How dare you? What are you trying to do? Control me? And you get that projection again. They do not like boundaries. You must set them, though. But here's the little trick. When you're with a hijackle, you quietly, neutrally speak about your boundary, and you just repeat it. You're doing it for yourself. The hijackle is not going to pay much attention. But you're doing it for yourself to speak up and not retreat. And that's very important. And I've done episodes on that as well. So third to last. In a loving relationship, there is acceptance that we're different from one another and we respect those differences and we're curious about them and we lean in and we're interested in the differences, but we don't have debate in any kind of disrespectful way. We can agree to disagree. It's okay. It's not seen as a personal attack. It's not seen as a walkaway point. It is just we're different than one another. But in a hijackal relationship, no, it has to be their way. So different from them, how dare you? You will soon be called the scum of the earth, if not something worse. You may have experienced that already. That is not loving. Name calling is not loving. But this kind of lack of acceptance of who you are at a deep level, definitely not loving. All right, second to last. Loving means they have no need to control you. They want to see you blossom. They want to see you you expand and be enriched and have the best life you possibly can. That's loving. They're supportive of that. They want that for you. They want you to have what it is you want to have. They want you to achieve what you most want to achieve. They want you to soar and they're willing to walk with you. Not a hijackal. They want to pat you down, slap you down, squish you, turn you into a pancake so they can ignore you. Now, I know that's extreme, but you get the drift. They are not there to lift you up. They're there to put you down. And that is not loving. And the last one, because there's so many and I could do more, loving people don't try to manipulate and control you. They have no need to do that. They're interested in you. They like who you are. They want for you what you want for yourself, as I said earlier. They're excited when you succeed. They're picky up and walk beside you when things aren't going well. But they don't try to manipulate you. But hijackles will try anything to get their own way. 
And that is not loving. So I told you that we were going to talk about this very important topic today. And we have. And I hope that you now, if you'd been reluctant to believe it before, I hope that you now believe that a hijackle is not showing you loving behaviors, and therefore you can conclude that they don't have love to give you. But you may have become very aware now of the distinctions, which I hope you have, and also that you recognize that you want to be in an equal, loving, reciprocal, mutual, delightful, communicative, respectful, honest, safe, and trusting relationship, and that you won't settle for less. And if you need my help to help you come to clarity around that and what you would need to do in order to think your way through that, I'm here to help you. I'm just writing a new book. It's called Emerging Empowered, and that's what I want to help you to do. Break the bonds of emotional abuse and succeed at moving into an empowered state at all times. I'm so happy you were here tonight. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and until we talk again, take very good care of yourself because you really matter. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon. Bye.